0: Welcome to this week's edition of Daily Coast: The Brief, our weekly show about politics. I am Marcos Molitzis. I am here with Carrie Alabelt. and today we're going to be talking, Carrie. What's going on with the Republican Party? Because I don't think there's a single part of it anymore that's that's operating on a normal human wavelength. They've all gone insane.
1: They have gone insane. The whole, I mean, from from top to bottom, you know, from from Trump. All the way into seeping into Congress, and the and you know I don't even have the goods on this right now, but I did see a story about it about how there's like three major you know I think in Georgia, Michigan, and I I forget the third state house, but the state party is in this serious oh. civil war with each other, and they're so all, and I yeah they're nah, all I, broke
0: because none of them are actually doing things that state parties are supposed to do like raising money. Yeah, Nada has completely and, taken over, and when you're a nihilist who yeah. celebrates ignorance, you're not going to run state parties or Congress in any sort of reasonable, rational, effective sort of way.
1: Yeah. And it, in Georgia, for instance, you know, the um, the governor, the Georgia governor, who's pretty popular, the Republican governor, Brian Kemp, is trying to organize donors against the state party um, because he, you know, because he realizes that like, hey, we can't count on, he's literally yeah. said this, we can't count on these guys to help us elect normal Republicans or good Republican candidates. So don't give your money to the state party. We've got to give it elsewhere, either directly to the candidates or to his super PAC or whatever, but like, do not waste your money throwing it at the state party. So, I mean, it's just, anyway, we should start out. You want to start out with Trump?
0: Yeah. So, so today the show is about Donald Trump.
1: And the culture he's created. And boy, is it.
0: Um, it's an interesting week in the world of Donald Trump without even talking about his trials. I don't think we're going to get into those trials, right? That's a whole nother, another story. Uh, But we're also going to talk about Congress because Carrie, I thought there was like a full moon going on today or something because they've all lost their mind in Congress. So I know, I know you, you've been deep into, uh, into writing about that stuff. So we'll talk about Congress too, and just how they've lost their minds there as well. But let's start with uh, Donald Trump because We know Donald Trump is about the biggest piece of shit of a human being possible. and
1: Don't mince words, Marcos. Don't mince words.
0: One of the challenges that we're facing as a party, as a movement, is to try to, I don't know, get people to really be um, aware of the threat of Donald Trump. Because he says... He says crazy things every single day. And so it just becomes background noise, right? And people are like, oh, that's Donald Trump being Donald Trump. Eh," You know, it's just him being. And so we're sitting here saying, like, can you please, like, listen to what he has to say? It is dangerous. He's literally calling for an American fascist state. He's threatening to put all his critics in jail to use the military to implement the Insurrection Act on day one, to put down any protesters against him, to shut down in jail, to exterminate. He's used the word exterminate his opponents. This is, he's gone. He was always dangerous. He's gone another step altogether because democracy did not serve him in in 2020. Really, real democracy should have had him defeated in 2016, right? Because we don't right, have a right. real democracy. but. Even the rigged system, the rigged electoral college wasn't enough to save him in 2020. And so he's given up on the whole idea of democracy and his people, the Republican Party, increasingly had given up on on democracy. And and Trump is not being coy about this. Maybe this is a saving grace, but the the challenge has been to get people to understand that, oh, Joe Biden this, I don't like he did that. It's like, okay, but (laughs) great. Actually, we got a lot from Joe Biden, all things considered. I think he doesn't get the credit he he deserves. But aside from that, look at freaking Donald Trump. And I think this week, this weekend, Carrie, he finally might have gone. I'm not going to say he's gone too far. He's been going too far from the beginning. He finally was so low. Loath- you know, he did something so bad that it actually cut through the noise and it stood out and people had to, you know, were like, whoa, step back. And I'm going to read this because um, it was a a post on truth, uh, his truth social social media, right? And it was on Saturday and, and he wrote, in honor of our great veterans on Veterans Day, we pledge to you that we will root out the communist, Marxist, fascist, and radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, lie, steal, and cheat on elections, we will do anything possible, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and the American dream. The threat from our outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Despite the hatred and anger of the radical left lunatics who want to destroy our country, we will make America great again. Carrie, um,
1: can, can I just add something? Please. He actually said that in a speech in New Hampshire first and he said it almost word for word like that and he and you know how intentional this is because I, as I understand it and I did not realize this He was an hour and like 45 minutes into a stem winder in New Hampshire, where he was all over the fricking place, hitting the greatest hits and, you know, all this stuff. And then at the end, he was like, oh, and let me do this teleprompter thing, whatever it was that was on the teleprompter. And then of course they tweeted it out again. So, you know, Anyone who was covering that may have missed it because they were already, you know, writing on deadline or asleep by the time he got there. Um, And then and then just to make sure that no one did miss it, his campaign made extra sure to take the exact verbiage and then tweet it out, too.
0: This is almost word for word out of the fascist playbook. The idea of vermin of dehumanizing enemies into threatening their destruction Sort of. It's another step in. And I think there's finally this realization that, yeah, this this guy is serious. Now, you see Republicans be like, oh, how's that different than deplorables? Well, Gary, last I checked, when Hillary the deplorable thing came out, they all lost their minds. Oh, so they did. you don't get to say, like, I lose my mind over deplorables. But uh, mm-hmm. eh, this doesn't matter because it's just like deplorables unless they shrug their shoulders at deplorables. Few years ago, and it's not even remotely comparable. Just to be very, very clear, vermin and calling for the extermination of people she was. is not the same as deplorables. Whether you agree or disagree with deplorables, they are literally not the same thing.
1: It's insane. She was not. Recall- she was not calling for the extermination. Whatever. And just in case anybody was unclear about what Trump was saying, his uh, his his spokesperson. Then got asked about it, um, which I think was, you know, totally on purpose. And then said um, that uh, let's see, he denied that Trump's rhetoric echoed that of dictators like Hitler and Mussolini. And then said, quote unquote, um, that anyone, well, he said that anyone who who does think that will quote uh, will find quote unquote their ex their entire existence will be crushed by. Uh, crushed when President Trump returns to the White House, unquote. So that's the quote. Their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. So just in case anyone was unclear about what was going on here, the the spokesperson is confirming that the snowflakes, quote unquote, will be, you know, will be um, crushed. Their existence will be crushed.
0: And there was, there was something as offensive and as terrifying it is, and, and we'll be happy to laugh at Donald Trump because he's a clown as well. The problem is that people don't see him as a clown. People are taking him seriously. And that's the real danger. There's a time to laugh at Donald Trump. And, and when he said things like this, that's not the time to laugh at him anymore. It's the time to take him deadly serious. And the fact that he used veterans on Veterans Day as a reason to pull out this BS and, and carry, um, People may or may not be aware. I'm a, I'm a veteran. I served in the U.S. Army. I served three years uh, during the Gulf War. Uh, my son today, he's a veteran in training. He is in the he's in the he's deployed in the in the Middle East. Uh, he's in the Army as well. He's an infantryman. I was an artilleryman, and we take an oath to the Constitution, and we take that very seriously. And it and there is a creed with those who serve, and and it is not the extermination of our internal enemies. In fact, it is exactly the opposite. This is an affront to the Constitution. It is an affront to the vow that every veteran fights for, and I cannot believe just how offended I am by this. I, it, it shook me to my very core. And Kerry, I was when I saw it happen, I was like, yeah, that's going to go down the, the same hole that every one of Donald Trump's crazy um, things that he says goes down, but I was actually kind of surprised. It actually seems to have some traction. It seems to have sort of penetrated through that din, that Donald Trump din, that background noise, into something that people are saying, like, yeah, this is this is problematic. This is this is a thing. And Carrie, I think this, this is gonna have lasting power. I think this is gonna keep haunting him through the next uh through this election cycle. And we always have to keep looking back to where is this battleground? where is this battleground being fought this electoral battleground and and we're gonna our people are gonna turn out their people are gonna turn out the MAGA people are gonna turn out right so the one sort of swing group are those college educated suburban white women we've been talking about them for years they're the ones that are really motivated by abortion um and uh just rights basic rights
1: yeah Democracy too. I mean, demo- yeah, democracy. Yeah. it all kind of, it's all kind of like a big, but yeah, yeah, abortion specifically. And then, and then abortion sort of serves as a, you know, like an example of a, a sort of group of rights and freedoms that people want, you know? And then
0: there's hints, uh, you know, I don't want to get too excited too quickly, but I think there are hints that college educated white suburban men are at least starting to get a little queasy about where the Republican party has, is, is heading.
1: Where are you and, getting those hints from? I'm just, uh, I'm, I am just i i do not really like. Uh, it's just
0: election results, the way that the suburbs keeps moving. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, nothing that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, right. bet my firstborn on right now, but there's, <laughs> there's, there, there's a gut, there's a gut feeling there that, that, and I'm, it's not major, but it's got to start somewhere. Right. And if, you know, yeah. even you're peeling away. Yeah. Um, and, um, this is the sort of thing that is not going to help Trump and the Republicans stem the bleeding in those suburbs. Mm-hmm. So there's that piece. Two, this is freaking terrifying, Carrie. And if there's any liberals, like right now, a lot of people are upset at Joe Biden for any number of reasons. Some of them fair, some of them unfair. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. Things don't matter right now. Next summer, different story, right? So, like if people want to vent or they want to try to push Biden in a different direction, that that's that's democracy. That's that's all cool. I'm not going to get too upset about it. But this is the sort of thing that by next summer, if anybody's still in the eh, Joe Biden sucks, you're, you're the vermin. You're exactly who Donald Trump and his people are going to come after. And this isn't a this isn't a political disagreement. They are literally promising police action against their critics and. That is a completely different America. That is the end of the American experiment, the American democratic experiment. That's what Donald Trump right now represents, and people need to understand that. And I think Vermin is going to stick for a long time and serve that purpose.
1: Right, and you know they're getting questions on this because I saw a headline I think this morning, and I can't remember exactly what it was. And I, I'm my guess, just guessing, it's one of it's like New York Times or Washington Post or Politico. Those are like, you know, the three three of the places that I get a lot of news from um, among others. But, um, and it said that the campaign was now suggest, the Trump campaign was now suggesting walking back the idea that they were gonna like, he was gonna like go after his political enemies <laughs> right away. Up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh no, it turns out I I misspoke. They weren't vermin. I mean, you know, like that's not, that's not what he said. They didn't say that. Okay, they didn't take that quote back. But I'm just saying like, how you. To your point, like, how do you, you 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 have this whole plan in place where you're going to, you know, go after your political enemies immediately. And this is like this is reported on day one, day one, day one. And, and now they're like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's not as real as people are reporting. I mean, so they are getting they're getting some scrutiny for it that they um, obviously don't like. Um, so now they're trying to soften it just a, a bit. But like we need to believe. We need to believe him because this is this is this is going after his political enemies is actually something that Trump doesn't just say he he relishes that he relishes that. Yeah. And the and the and a a potential Trump that steps into the office in twenty twenty five is a different Trump than the one that stepped into the office in 2017. He's not going to he's not going to take time trying to figure out what he wants to do. He knows how to break the US government as fast as humanly possible. He knows what his powers are, he knows where the levers are, and he you know, he and and the people that he surrounds himself that, with that. are going to yeah, are going to are going to just go right after it. They're going to do everything they can to dismantle the US government as quickly as they po- as possibly can.
0: Yeah, he's not going to have anybody around him that's going to undercut his efforts to destroy things, which he did last time. There are people right. who, for me, um, it's that's, uh, you know, it's funny when you say the campaign wants to walk. You know what? When Donald Trump set, walks it back, <laughs> but let, let's hear Donald Trump say yeah. that, oh, I didn't really mean that I'm going after the, like, he would obviously, he'll never do that. So whatever the campaign says is an absolute joke. But I'm actually fascinated by that. That's because it does. Seemed, just like Donald Trump's lawyers always trying to like reel him back like i could see a campaign because we are in a place where somebody like Mitt Romney's already said that Donald Trump is a danger to the nation and if we talk about giving permission to to weak republicans or educated college educated republicans in the suburbs Mitt Romney may be an incredible um asset next year if he decides to be more active opposing Donald Trump and maybe even endorsing um, Joe Biden. Can you imagine Uh, if, if George Bush, Mitt Romney, if if these sort of old establishment Republicans say, this is not what we are as a party. Yeah. They're going to get crucified by MAGA, but they're already on the outs, right? They already don't matter. The question is, are there a subset of Republican voters, mostly in the suburbs, but maybe rural, it don't matter. Right. Who are already kind of feeling a little unsettled about where this is going. And These Republicans, you know, uh, Liz Cheney, these Republicans can can give them some room to say, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. But in this case, I believe in America. I believe in our Constitution. And I I cannot hold the lever for for Donald Trump. And there's a real possibility there. And so. And that's that's
1: that's exactly what, you know, Liz Cheney sought to do in in the midterms. And it worked to some extent. She campaigned for some Democrats like. Um, Alyssa Slotkin in Michigan. And there were some others that uh, they were kind of, you know, yeah, national right. security type Democrats who had either worked in the CIA or been part of the military or something like that. I was kind of her, But like, you know, that's and that's exactly what Sarah Longwell does is, try, you know, spends time right. trying to create a, a mission, uh, a uh, permission structure for um, disaffected Republicans, squishy Republicans who are really turned off by Trump to just go ahead and do the patriotic thing and vote for the only party that still believes in democracy. And and that is, you know, that's Democrats. Like Republicans don't believe in democracy anymore. They just don't. I mean, it, the, House, the, the House Speaker right now has actually stated in the past that this isn't a democracy. I mean,
0: yeah, so- that's a weird one. And I think this is a good time to transition because what Donald Trump has done is he's sort of created, uh, he's broken his party. And in, and in fact, you know, by extension, he's threatening to break democracy. And we're seeing things fall apart in the House. And, and Carrie, I'm gonna let you lead on this one because it's been, we're recording this on Tuesday, November 14th. It has been a day in Congress.
1: It has been a day. And I just, I wanna take one point of privilege here, as long as we're gonna talk about Congress, I'm gonna use the congressional language. The, the congressional speak and just say that if you're trying to get people to pay attention to you and they're not they're they're like they're not responding to Trump just called you vermin and he's going to end democracy as we know it. Some people, activists are motivated by that, right? Democratic activists typically are motivated by that. Some people are really just shut down by it. They're so scared by it that they're shut down. And if you're experiencing people being shut down, then try a softer tactic and talk about like how unhinged he is, like the, his mental decline and he, you know, he can't say the words he can't. And there's funny videos about that. And you can share with them funny videos about Trump really not being all there. He's really starting to I miss a more and more. Yeah. He can't he can't pronounce things. He talks about the uh, the threat of World War Two happening <laughs> Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, me too. (laughs) God, if World War II came, that would be a real downer. Um. So you know, like there are there are if if one way isn't working, just I try and turn you know our listeners into a an army of messengers if we possibly can. You know, try another tactic. Try softer tactic. Okay. So here's a softer tactic. <laughs> the Republicans in Congress are like in full meltdown mode, and they always are. But this is like this has a certain Jerry Springer-like, middle school, distinctly juvenile, infantile flavor to it. And so, I, I, you know, there's, um, it's not just happening in the House; it's also happening in the Senate. Should we start with the House or the Senate first? Maybe we should start with. Let's start with the House. Okay. Let's start with the House. We'll start with the House first. Um, we have a clip in the Senate, so don't go oh, anywhere. Oh, okay. All right.
0: Let's do the Senate then. Let's start with the clip.
1: Oh, I was just teasing them. I was going <laughs> okay. <was> <laughs> to keep them in. I was reeling them in, reeling them in. No. Okay. <laughs> well, it's so good. It's all so good. Don't go anywhere. All right. Let's start with the Senate clip, partly because I'm losing my voice. Sorry. <clears throat> so we are witnessing the MAGAization of the Senate, which is... They're they're now start, the Republican senators are starting to do exactly what the House Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates and all those folks have been doing for a while, um, which is just turn the whole place into a circus and then try to fundraise off of it. So today, this is all of the stuff we're about to talk about in the Senate and the House happened today. We're going to start with a clip. I'm downing water. We're going to start with a with a clip of Senator Bernie Sanders chairing a committee hearing titled Standing Up Against Corporate Greed, How Unions Are Improving the Lives of Working Families. Now, doesn't that sound like a nice topic, Marcos? Doesn't yeah. that sound like a good? Yeah. Okay. So if know, you
0: want to read- The auto workers are sure feeling that one today, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And what and about our, to... our actors and
1: our writers? Yeah. That's right. Actors and writers, right? Absolutely. So if you want to read this story, Walter Einenkel, our producer, has written it up on DailyCoast.com. Um, but anyway, he uh, he's holding this hearing. And there's a Republican senator that you're about to hear talking. His name is Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma. Now, I'm going to admit to not knowing Senator Mullen before this. You. Yeah, <laughs> you I just got that. I didn't know. He's going to be talking and he he is in the hearing. He's, you know, on the dais and or the dais. And he is asking questions of uh, Teamster President Sean O'Brien and uh, Mullen. Senator Mullen is very upset because the last time they had a discussion or which I assume was probably in a hearing setting or some such. um, O'Brien walked away and tweeted at Senator Mullen um, basically calling him you know a hypocrite at whatever so so the clip you're about to hear now here's the thing a tweet they almost a tweet Whoa. Ah! so they almost they almost break in i mean this is this is on the this is in a senate hearing room and it almost erupts into a fist fight N- no kidding we're going to sh- play the clip 30 seconds of it it went on for like Eight, eight, eight or nine minutes but we're going to play the the clip and the first person speaking is senator mullen and he's going to be quoting the tweet that sean o'brien sent out about him that he's very upset about Quick the tough guy act in these senate hearings you know where to find me any place any time, cowboy sir this is a time this is a place if you want to run your mouth we can be two consenting adults we can finish it here okay that's fine perfect you want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up, then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. No, oh, stop it. Is that the your part. solution? I've <laughs> No, no, sit down. Sorry, you're a sit down. Okay. okay. You no, oh, you're okay, a United okay. States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. <laughs> okay. So that is unmistakably Senator Bernie Sanders jumping in and trying to get, gain control of this thing. He did and it, too. <laughs> well, it went on. I mean, he did kind of, but it went on for like eight okay. minutes. Okay uh, Senator Mullen actually stood up and and Bernie Sanders was like, sit down, you're a United States Senator. And then you got Sean O'Brien. He's got like a classic, like either Chicago or New York accent going on there. He's got like Uh, a a tough guy, Irish
0: guy. Like, I don't know know if I take that guy
1: on. No, no, not me. I'm not taking him on. So, um, I'm not taking Mullen on either. I mean, who knows about that guy? So, so then, so this happens, right. And I'm like, I'm, I would not have known about this if I hadn't been listening to NPR today. And NPR was like, you'll never believe the fist fight almost broke out, in the you know, in the Senate today. Geez. Wow. No, I wouldn't have known. Um, I'm just, you know, here I am writing about polls and focus groups. And I'm like, OK, the place is going to shit over there. Sorry. Uh, not family friendly. OK, so here's what happens after that happens, of course, uh, Senator Mullen comes back and then tweets it out, right? This is such a classic move. And he says, "If in Oklahoma, if you run your mouth, you get called out, period. That's the tweet, right? <laughs> you get called out, period, like tough guy. And then he tweets out his, you know, the video of him, like having this exchange with O'Brien. Um, and, you know, and then, of course, he's going to fundraise off of that. Because this, this is what, this is like the will. Yeah, Yeah, well, probably. But but, you know, this is the but but O'Brien didn't O'Brien didn't walk in there to create that situation and then go to fundraise off of it. Right. (laughs) Mullen walked in there with this series of tweets that he was going to you know pick this bone with O'Brien and then he was going to there was going to be this video and then they were going to clip it. They were going to tweet it out and get a bunch of fundraising Mm -hmm. off of it. I mean, this is just a classic Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, you know, Matt Gates' tactic. It's a MAGA tactic. And of course, um, uh, Senate Minority Leader McConnell took a really strong stance against this and said, it's very difficult to control the behavior of everybody who's in the building. I don't view that as my responsibility. That's something the Capitol Police will have to deal with. <laughs> oh, OK, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mitch. I mean, you know, like he's not even he's, yeah, leadership. He's not even he isn't even able to say, look, this is unacceptable from someone in the Republican caucus. They can't do this.
0: He could even it's like a... not even say party. He said nobody should be blah blah blah, right? Right, like, he right, both sides exactly. Both sides exactly.
1: He could both sides it, he could have done anything, but instead he said, This is just the Capitol police are gonna have to handle this. Gee, okay, thanks. They want the
0: capital police to restrain one of the senators. I mean, this is not even that's not even a real. Well, thing apparently
1: they're just getting used to the Capitol police having to restrain Republican supporters. So, I mean, that's the go to now. So um, so this is I mean, I am I am like I, I see this happening. And I think this is exactly the House is I mean, the Senate is going to be like the House of Representatives in six years because oh. this is.
0: Mitt Romney's on. Yeah, you're gonna have mm-hmm. another one of them. Exactly, in, in you're gonna Utah. have another wave. Yeah,
1: of these MAGA Republicans coming in.
0: One in West Let's, Virginia to replace Joe Manchin. Oh, there's right. a whole new generation.
1: There's a whole new generation coming. Right, you're gonna. You're, Mitt Romney's gonna be replaced. Joe Manchin is surely going to um, almost surely be replaced by a Republican. Of course, he's going to be replaced by Jim Justice, who isn't exactly like this crazy. But well, maybe still.
0: He, he's a former Democrat. He's being attacked for not being a real Republican. Like, who knows what's going to happen in that primary? We know how.
1: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. I mean, I can't yeah. I'm taking the primary for granted. I mean, yeah, so I who knows? Yeah. Um, but OK, so you're thinking. Well, if the Senate's going to be like the House, what's going on in the House?
0: Oh, (laughs) what is going on in the House?
1: What is going on in the House? Well, it was a beautiful day in the House today, right? I am, again, going along, trying to write my story. Were you minding your own business? Minding my own business. And then I see a a tweet from the hyperbolic NPR reporter, Claudia (laughs) Grisalis.
0: She's so shrill.
1: (laughs) She's so shrill. She's always picking these fights and, you know, asking terrible questions. Just kidding. She's great. She's a totally normal down the line reporter. And I see this tweet from her and it says, have never, all caps, seen this on Capitol Hill while talking to Representative Tim Burchett after the GOP conference meeting, former Speaker McCarthy walked by with his detail and McCarthy shoved Burchett. Burchett lunged towards me. I thought it was a joke. It was not. And a chase ensued. Okay. You think Benny so, Hill? Yeah, I mean, this is unreal. He, so, so Burchett apparently was walking along, and what McCarthy did was, like, elbow him in the back. Now, Burchett, Burchett is one of the people who, or Burchett, whatever. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> he was one of the people who voted to oust you know, one of the Republicans who small band of Republicans who voted to oust um, Speaker McCarthy, uh, and you know, and got him kicked out as Speaker. So, so I, I guess I don't know. Has McCarthy just been waiting? He's gonna, you know, his little vigilante justice here. He's gonna go along and, you know. Well, Adam, in the back
0: Adam Kinziger said that that uh McCarthy did that to him a couple of times. He wrote about it in his book. So I guess it's oh my god, case. you
1: are kidding me. Are you joking?
0: No, no, it just this came is out. like
1: a Maca- This is like a okay, so he's
0: he's just, a bully. People have accused him of being a bully, and apparently, no,
1: he's not a bully, he's a weasel, he has a security detail. I mean, can I just say how on brand it is for someone who has a security detail? It's like to assault to somebody. Table. If you're in middle school and you're walking along with your dad and then you see some kid you don't like and you decide you're going to punch him in the nose. And then when the kid is like, hey, wait a second, he says, I've got my dad with me, so don't mess with me. Yeah. I mean, that's what McCarthy is doing. It's so on brand for him to, like, take a shot at someone while he's got a security detail. And this all happens.
0: But was that it?
1: No, I mean it went on and on. No, no, no.
0: Is that the only crazy Republican on Republican? No, hold on.
1: Oh, no, 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 hold on. I let, let me just finish out this one episode and then we'll Go hit MTG2. Because I mean, you know, this goes on. Burchett apparently called McCarthy a jerk, and then you know, and then speaker Johnson, much in the same with this, you know, MAGA Mike, much in the same way as Mitch McConnell says. He declined to comment on this. He, he told me he didn't see it. That's what he told CNN. I didn't see it, so I can't comment on it. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that,
0: that's the only, but all he's seen every Democratic thing he's outraged about because he has no problem attacking Democrats for the dumbest things.
1: No. And then yep. Matt Gates files an ethics complaint against Kevin McCarthy for assaulting Tim Burchett. Okay. And then Kevin McCarthy denies sucker punching Burchett in the kidneys. Says it was a crowded hallway and accidentally bumped into him. Said Burchette would know if it were intentional. In other words, I didn't hit him that hard. He'd know.
0: Then then Burchette's saying that his kidney hurts because it's, he's in so pain. So one of McCarthy's friends says, oh, I'm across the aisle from you. I got some Tylenol if you need to come over. I can hook you up. Siri, is this
1: for real? It's for real. Oh, my God. And then, okay, and then. Ken Buck, who's also one of the eight Republicans who voted against uh, to oust McCarthy, says Kevin McCarthy, you Kevin McCarthy, and line are like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. On top of that, all Marjorie Taylor Greene is very upset with Daryl Issa. Because Daryl Issa is a California congressman who I think was in who was. Insulting her because or critical of her because she didn't know how to properly bring articles of impeachment against a Biden administration official. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene tweets out Daryl Issa is right. I am a hardworking member of Congress who puts American people first. But we all know that Daryl Issa lacks dot, dot, dot. And then she includes a bunch of ball emojis. Football, soccer ball, baseball, ball, 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 etc. So he lacks the balls, the cojones. That's what she's saying. But she did it with all these cute emojis. So it's super cool. That was super cool. I mean, these people are like they are so juvenile. This is what and this is if you're wondering what the Senate is gonna look like in six years, this is what it's gonna look like. They can't, you know, they they, they don't know how they're gonna keep the government funded. Tuberville still has a hold on all these military officials and military promotions. Their probably likely nominee for 2024 is calling, you know, people vermin and saying that he's going to exterminate them. I mean, this is, this is what the Republican party is from top to bottom everywhere. That's what they are.
0: You know, what's really ironic about this whole situation. Um, so we also found out today that uh Speaker Mike Johnson is actually working with Democrats to pass a continuing resolution. Things have gotten so bad. Wow! That the guy that the nihilist got elected Speaker has finally thrown his hands up in the air and said, hey, "I'm going to work with Democrats because you guys are are, are impossible." That's well, let's see the- how long
1: that lasts. He's going to yeah. get a lot. He's going to get a lot of pressure from his from his right side for that. I believe.
0: Oh, they might do the same thing they try to do to McCarthy, and who knows? I mean be funny. If, <laughs> Democrats are like, you're on your own, dude. I'll let you cut a deal. But maybe he'll cut a deal because McCarthy did not want to cut a deal with the Democrats and it cost them. And uh, and uh we'll see if, if Johnson's any smarter. But they, they're falling apart. And what's really interesting about these cases is that they're attacking each other. Oh, Jared. yeah. They, they've almost forgotten that the Democrats are the enemy and they're not even realizing what happened in the election um just a couple was it last week or a week before no, it was last week it was just last uh, week yeah, just last week so they're not even understanding that they just got their asses whooped and that maybe their shtick mm. isn't quite working fine but i mean we've seen some people say who was it that said was it jd vance or can't remember who said that the reason they lost was because they weren't anti-abortion enough that I was mean, for
1: you know, that was Virginia representative Bob Good, who had, okay. who was, who was, yeah, We, I, if only we had been more clear in the 15 week ban is too moderate. And if we had, you know, we didn't yeah. motivate our base because we weren't, you know, down on the, he didn't say specifically, but he was basically saying it should, we should have been on six weeks. We should have been on a, a total ban. Yeah, who knows right. what he wants, but something. Run
0: with that next year, go, go, <laughs> go for it. And so we have, we have a Republican party that, just got their butts whooped multiple times. They got their ass whooped in 2022 and then now again. And that House majority, the Senate's a tough map for Democrats, but the, the House, the, the map is actually pretty good for the Democrats. We have court cases that will actually probably give us even just by court fiat is going to pick up some seats for us. Like, like uh, Yeah, we're talking about a handful.
1: We got to make up a handful of seats there. And we Not might much. pick up, you know, two or three of them by court maps. And then you've got these 18, 18. you know, Republicans who sit in districts that Joe Biden won yeah. in uh, in 2020. I mean, this the I have at this point decided that the House is like it's, like it's hard for me to imagine how how Republicans manage to hold on to it. And frankly, they don't want to govern. They, they don't want to. They, they want to raise money. Yeah. yeah they want to raise money. <laughs> And th- you know, hurl stuff yeah. from the and cheap get on, seats.
0: Get on Newsmax. And yeah, right, right. It's it's a lot tougher to do that against Mitch uh, or uh, Kevin McCarthy or or Mike, uh, Mike Johnson. Johnson. It's a gr- it's going to be great for them to do it against Hakeem Jeffries, right? Oh my oh, yeah. god, scary black man. They're gonna they're gonna go to town with it. Like that's literally what they want. Yeah. I don't know why they just don't vote for Hakeem and just get it over with, like right now, and just put him in charge. And so, but the Senate is tough. But the way they're going. They're giving Democrats every chance to make the case, you know, in, in every even marginally competitive seat, like like uh, Ted Cruz in Texas. And and so they are once again going. They're giving Democrats a boost by being so horrendous. And I don't need. There's no rationality to this. Right. I mean, I don't think they're like strategically plotting to attack each oh, other. No. They're just horrible people. No, Donald Trump is a other. horrible person. He's attracted horrible people. And this is what it looks like. And my God, this is what a Donald Trump administration would look like, because he surrounded himself by the biggest yes men, psychopaths, psychophants who who are just bad, terrible people. And uh, this is what the Republican Party and and Kerry, we're we're partisan Democrats and partisan liberals. And it doesn't feel partisan anymore. Like they're attacking each other. They're so horrible. It's not like us saying, yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene is terrible. They are going after each other. They're so bad. So. It's it's definitely a different vibe and a different energy coming well, out of Washington.
1: Sometimes just sucker punching each other. I mean, sometimes you know, sometimes <laughs> the verbal assault really isn't good enough, Marcos, and you just gotta sucker punch someone Elmo, huh? while you've while you've got your security detail back up so that if anything goes truly wrong, you can hide behind them. That's that's the way the real men do it. Uh, but- not that I would know, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> that Kevin McCarthy is a good example of a real man.
0: Carrie, that is our <laughs> show today. Oh my God, this this is going to places I never expected, Carrie. Sorry. Like, I, I suspect that this year is gonna be one plot twist after another, because who the hell can figure this out? They're, they're out of control. And when they you are. have a car careening out of control, it hits things you don't expect it to hit, so. And
1: we're not we're not even into 2024 yet. That's no, what's
0: crazy. Yet. This is supposed to be the sleepy time.
1: Yeah, this it's supposed to, the storm. supposed to be calm right now, you know? Yeah, elections I mean,
0: just happened. Everybody's gathering, like, raising money. They're, they're, nope, nope, they're going after each other. That's what the Republicans are doing. So thank you so much, Carrie. Always so much fun to do the show with you. Thanks to Walter for producing. Thanks to all the people who helped behind the scenes, like Perry and Paul. And thank you, the viewer, listener, reader, for being part of this movement for our democracy. It is existential. I know it gets tiring and I know it's exhausting, but it is the most important election of our lifetime. And it will continue to be until we get rid of the MAGA threat. So so, so happy to have you part of that movement. Love, appreciate you all. Please like, share. And, uh, and we will catch you, no, nope, not next week. It's Thanksgiving, the week after next week. Thank you all so much. Bye-bye.